0: In the show. Hello, welcome to Feature in a Short. This is Justin Joseph Hall, owner of Four Wind Films. This podcast is a monthly screening where an appointed contributor usually presents their feature motion picture in a short movie. But today we're going to uh, go off on a different tangent. Um, as we've been affected by COVID and we are stuck at home and we do not want to have public events. So tonight we just have two people. Um one of them is our bookkeeper, Laura Davi. Hello Laura. Hi. She's been working with us for a while doing translation, social media. So uh today our what we're gonna be discussing is how we spent our time watching films during the COVID outbreak and go through the top contagion films that we would recommend for you to watch during these times. So, you know, the definition of an epidemic, this is a pandemic, but is an outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographic area and affects exceptionally high proportion of the population. Films are a way to process other people's minds. And so what this list will do for you is if you watch these films, you may help to understand the conditions of contagions in society and how they might play out through the minds of other people. And these are the films that best communicated what life might be like during the time of Contagion. Laura and I have been watching a lot of films, um, features and shorts. A few less shorts, a few more features since we've had so much time. Laura, there's been two shorts that you've watched. So maybe you tell me your favorite one first. Salava." yeah,
1: I think is very interesting and very different. Maybe it's a little too long.
0: At 10 minutes?
1: You want to watch maybe the first five minutes and I mean, it is worth it to go till the end because it makes sense, but...
0: I agree. I think that was my favorite short. So I think we both, we both like Tusa as like the best short that we've seen. But what it is, is um, just a black and white animation uh, that's very experimental and resembles microbes and uh, bacteria and who knows, maybe even viruses. Very interesting. 1929, early animation. Oh, and I would also like to just um, say, uh, Laura, you know I like to put on uh, classical music and because most silent films didn't, don't have their own score. We put on uh, something by Camille Saint-Saëns, Concerto for Piano, number four. So if you guys want to throw that behind the animation when you watch it, feel free. I recommend it. So let's uh, move on to the best features that we've seen. So Laura, what were some of your favorite movies that you've seen this last month?
1: I think The Portrait of the Lady on Fire, that is uh, one of the best cinematography uh, of the movies that we watched. I mean, the entire movie is very smooth and the actors are great. It's a French movie and I haven't seen many French movies before, I think. Um, Also, the music in this movie is amazing. So that makes it even better, I think
0: exactly the story is great and it just ramps up to the end and I think one thing that the director Celine uh, Shama what she does kind of because we watched that other film by her as well girlhood mm-hmm. the other night is that she really does most of the film with zero score or soundtrack There's there's nothing in the background but when she brings in music it's very powerful and takes over the scene and there is no better example than the powerful uh, Vivaldi. You said it was Vivaldi, right?
1: L'estate di Vivaldi. Summer? Summer, yeah.
0: Yeah, and in both of the films that we watch, Girlhood and Portrait of the Lady on Fire, you just the music just takes over in certain scenes, and she really has an absence of music, especially early on in the films. So yeah, that was my favorite. Another one, Shawshank Redemption. Probably seen that Stephen King film more than almost any other live action. So as a 32-year-old, you've never seen one of the most popular films, arguably the best film in film history, according to some lists. What did you think about that, watching it for the first time?
1: You know what's interesting? I was telling my parents to watch it. And then, so they were trying to find this movie. And the title in Italian is Le Ali della Libertà that is the wings of freedom. And so it's very interesting because it's what you feel uh, when you watch the movie. The title in Italian gives you a more complete way to conceive the movie.
0: Yeah. What was the most surprising thing when watching the film?
1: The character development.
0: So, Laura, what was your favorite film um, since our lives changed uh, and we've been at home on March 22nd?
1: Um, so it was very difficult to choose. The one that I picked is The Place Behind the Pines. And I choose that movie because out of all these movies that we watch that are like amazing. I'm not that, you know, deciding what is my favorite because it depends on many things. I think is one of the best movies I've ever seen because it feels real. You start the movie with Luke. That is Ryan Gosling. And and then you think that you'll stick with him until the end of the movie. But there is another great actor in the movie that kicks in.
0: But the story is about fatherhood. And What did you think that Place Beyond the Pine said about fatherhood?
1: Um, you kind of want to know where you come from and why things in your life are that way. And sometimes other people that are like, in this case, like the mother of this child, she doesn't want to tell him about his father who died. Um, and so it's like your family. You want to know where... Where you came from? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our best Contagion film. So Laura and I both chose three films that we think... That are the best Contagion films out there. And um, we'll start with you, Laura. Do you want to start out with your third favorite one?
1: Uh, One movie is Dallas Buyer Club. Um, I mean, it's like one of my favorite movies. And um, Matthew McConaughey is amazing in the movie.
0: Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. In this film, he plays uh, Ron Woodruff and how he tried to fight the AIDS epidemic. epidemic
1: 2013 is the move when the movie came out
0: i think one of the cool things is that it's like an individual man going against the whole healthcare system which is super relatable during these times of the chinese government not getting tests out the u.s government not getting tests out uh so for my top picks um is about the crack epidemic and it's a film Uh, produced by somebody who I have worked with, actually, uh, John Alpert. And it's called High on Crack Street, The Lost Lives in Lowell. It takes place 30 miles northwest of Boston. And um, it is a visceral SD video with crack addicts. But have you ever heard of the film The Fighter?
1: No.
0: Okay. This film came out in 1995. This film was about addiction in the end not just the crack epidemic. This is about crack. But in 2017, we still have 585,000 people who died as a result of drug use. You know, COVID-19 at the moment is, is half of that, even though that happened in a quarter of a year. I think one of the most interesting things, the way people do recognize this film is in The Fighter. At the end, uh, they show a documentary, and that's taken from this film. And the character Dicky Eckland from the Fighter, uh, played by Christian Bale, was taken from this documentary. And th- this documentary is there's not much that compares to it. Mark Wahlberg actually came to John Elpert and asked for permission for that film, and uh, <laughs> there was a little dispute. And in the end, uh, the filmmakers for of the documentary of High on Crack Street didn't get anything for the popular an Oscar-nominated the the movie, The Fighter. But go check out this film. It's only an hour, and it it really packs a wall up. What's another contagion film that you'd recommend?
1: I will say Philadelphia.
0: Philadelphia, that's a very common theme. So both of your contagion films so far are about the AIDS epidemic.
1: Yes, but if you think about it, Philadelphia is about that, but also about something that is even more contagious than that, that is homophobia. It's like a contagious disease as well. And you know that I'm not like a, I mean, I like Tom Hanks, but I think he's in this movie, uh, he's great. And uh, the movie itself is very powerful. Um.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point is that the cool thing about with cinema and with movies like this is that when you do have societal problems and they get such big pickup as Philadelphia and Dallas Buyers Club did, it makes people look inward on their own reactions, and and hopefully we can understand each other and our differences in society and try to push us forward.
1: You feel like you're there, but you feel hopeless, and so you keep you like you feel like you're fighting with him in court, like you're on his side. Yeah, I mean, uh... I think
0: by seeing how other people are oppressed when they are the main character, you really can relate it directly to other times that you've felt oppressed. And I think that's one of the powers of cinema and storytelling in general. And so I think both of these films have that with Matthew McConaughey's character who is offering, you know, what he can with drug relief uh, on the black market in Dallas Buyers Club or the fight for justice of Andy Beckett for um, wrongful termination from his job in Philadelphia. Okay, let's move on to the next one. So one of the other obvious contagion films, an archetype of the horror genre that has been popular for a very long time. It's the one short that I think we've chosen on this list. And that happens to be uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. So, um, you know, overall, even though the death count of zombies happens to be, for all that we know, zero, but the metaphor for zombies being you know, a disease or stupidity is always reached back to and done over and over again in so many different forms. And um, yeah, this is just a, one of the most expensive music videos, uh, just as MTV was blossoming and probably the most famous vi- music video of all time. They spent a half a million dollars making this in the 1980s to, and it's just a 13-minute film. So, uh, Laurie, do you want to move on to your last film?
1: Yeah, the last one is Requiem for a Dream. Um, and it is a contagious movie because of drugs addiction. I will say a disturbing movie.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. And actually, that was um, my last film as well. It's one of my favorite films of all time. And um, it was made at the turn of the century by Darren Aronofsky, but it's actually based on a book written by Hubert Selby Jr. in 1978. And actually, you know... I went back and read and one of the earliest times opioids had been used, which is featured heavily in the film, with the very rhythmic, speedy editing that pushes the film along, but resembles being on drugs, beat on certain times, and sometimes heroin. But, you know, Darren Aronofsky made this particular contagion live through music and compression of time. He orchestrates everything that you may notice in drug use, but especially in heroin use, it's one of my favorite films
1: it's very disturbing so it's like it's very powerful
0: so those are our top ones i uh, recommend for the dream uh topping these charts um again i'm justin joseph fall and this is
1: laura Davi.
0: let us know if we forgot any genres especially as usual for the forecast to look forward to we have completed our short film prologue and have applied to many film festivals so Please keep a lookout. We hope to have our premiere sometime later this year. And um, if you write a passcode and write an email to info at fourwindfilms.com and just mention the passcode "Contagion," you can get an early early screener of the film. So send us a note there or on social media at Fourwind That's at F O U R W I N D. F-I-L-M-S. I I just want to say thank you to Ryan Trahan, our audio mixer, and Kevin McLeod for the theme song. Peace out, stay at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.